Welcome to Secondary Voices and Topics from today's high school students. I'm your host, and in the studio with me today is a former high school student, Voices Josh O'Gorman. Voices of yesterday's high school students. That's right. right. Or Voices of yesterday's high school students. Welcome, Josh. Welcome to the podcasting studio. Yeah, it's great to be back in here. It's been it's been a long time since I've been in this room. Yeah, it was a an editing suite for upper level students the last time you were here. Yeah. Could use some more posters in here. We could have we can always use more posters in here. Yeah. I think what I, I think what I want to do is take a photograph of everybody that I have on the podcast and print it like real glossy. Yeah. And then have you guys sign them and put them up in here like in some like restaurant with yeah. famous people's <laughs> pictures up, you know? <laughs> yeah, kinda like they do in a, the comedy store in Los Angeles. That's, yeah. They have yeah. all those comedians sitting there. You're a comedian. So, uh, you graduated almost ten months ago now, so to speak. I got my I got a piece of paper that said so in May and you gave it to me. That's right. I handed it to you. Um, and so what's been going on in your life since? Uh I've been at film school and it's it's been it's been a ride to say the least. I've been uh I've been learning so much that I Learned in your video production classes, no offense, but it's just like there was, it's an entire, it's an entire another level of stuff that I've been learning about. Yeah. My job is to prep you guys for that and send you out. Yeah. Where are you in film school? Uh, It's a division of the Community College of Aurora. It's called the Colorado Film School and um, it's actually one of the top 30 in the country. Nice. And it's, um, we've got professionals working there. our program director used to be a personal assistant for Steven Spielberg when Spielberg was in his prime, so to speak, in the 80s. So his very first movie set that he was ever on was Back to the Future. Oh, nice. And he's been on the sets of Color, The Color Purple, and um, he uh, he got to hang out with Sean Astin when Sean Astin was in The Goonies, and he got to hang out with all those guys. and. He got to personally invite Harrison Ford to Steven Spielberg's birthday party. Nice. Yeah. So he's he's an older fellow then, probably. Yeah. Uh, he's a cool guy, too, and he's got many stories. He knows a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave us a safety orientation within our first week of being there because he was on a couple of sets where things didn't go right, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, one of the stories he told us was about how um, there's this movie called Gone Fishing, with Danny Glover and Joe Pesci. Okay. And uh, one of the production assistants basically got decapitated on set by one of the boats because it went off the ramp at the wrong angle and oh slid, no. took somebody's head off. Not to oh. be gruesome, but he takes safety very seriously after witnessing that. I'm sure he would. Yeah. Well, some of the best professors I ever had in college were those who had had that real-world experience yeah. and had worked in those industries um, for a while. And... Um, yeah, you just you learn so much. They're just a wealth of knowledge, and, and that's fantastic. So, um, what else going on? Uh, you have something you want to plug? Plug yeah, it. Plug I, it. I, plug I'm gonna plug it right now. I uh, <laughs> there's this uh, little uh, event going on downtown Loveland right now. Um, it's it's a haunted house. I've been doing it for the past six years or so, but it's run by this nonprofit called Harrington Arts Alliance. And they've been in Colorado since about 2011. And they put on theater shows 
all year and they have improv shows and the haunted house which is uh really one of the best things i've ever done i okay. get such joy out of scaring people and, <laughs> nice uh it's 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 a it's a test as an actor too i mean uh last night i was in there as a hobo and i was kind of you know saying things like uh this is what our economy did to it you know this is what the economy did to me and like uh this is what happened when a millennial doesn't take econ and all kinds <laughs> of things like that and i would kind of lead them over into the next room which was um chinatown if it got destroyed by zombies by the zombie apocalypse okay and so i would just kind of lead people over into it and you know just kind of i would introduce one of the zombies lying on the floor is bob and say so he's a great neighbor Kind of like Cord uh, does in uh, Thor Ragnarok, you know, yeah. when he's like, uh, uh, "That's that's dead, no, that's dead," and then yeah. he would jump up and attack, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh, my job's done." And I'd go back into the to my corner. <laughs> nice. Uh, w- uh, so, what are the hours and times of the Harrington uh, Arts Academy haunted house? What's Harrington. left of it at this point? Um, today's. The 26th, right? Today's October 26th, 2019, and that's, that's... Correct. We've got three more nights left. Tonight from 6 to 11, tomorrow night from 6 to 9, and then we close on Halloween night, and I think we're open 6 to midnight that night. Okay. But I will unfortunately not be working that shift because I will be starting work on my final in Denver, so... Gotcha. Um... Sorry, and I said Harrington Arts Academy. It's Harrington Arts Alliance. It used to be Academy. Okay. It, uh, before they uh, turned into a nonprofit. And um, I don't know if this is the right time to talk about this, but they're actually, the building that they have, their lease is going up next year. So they are looking for any form of money they can get. It's a fundraiser mm-hmm. because they got to figure out a solution by next year. They uh, they started this fundraiser two years ago and they barely broken even. And you know, I've been to a town hall already where they've been talking about it. And it's just so weird to be hearing that. I'm just, yeah. I don't want them to go under. Right, yeah, especially if they're providing a service like they've been. Yeah. Because they've put on some really good plays. Yeah, they've, yeah. three of which would have, I've been in already. Yeah, I've met Brandon, he's a good guy. Um, So what else? What's, what's going on? What brings you back? You, you're back uh, just to do this? Yeah. Uh, Over my dead body, was I not going to do the same? Like, I was not, not going to do it. I had to do it. And uh, even if I was way on the other side of you know the state i was going to come back and do this just because you know it's such a fun event for me it's uh there's something about the ambient track that they play in the background they got you know this halloween sound and music that's got like you know ghost howls and wolf howls and all these kind of things going on through it and then the the sound of people screaming is weirdly comforting but uh, <laughs> the only tedious thing about it is when the f- when the fog machine glitches and you did a whole mess of fog mm-hmm. right into your face and yeah. that step out for a sec. So you played a hobo. Uh, last night I was a hobo. Last what was it? Saturday I was a zombie in the, in the next area over in the Chinatown area. Okay. And then I was a clown on the first night all night. Okay. And uh, my did with that was I was telling people that I auditioned for the Joker movie and I didn't get it. <laughs> and then the um, extra number three had to be seen in the background. <laughs> okay. Um, and what's Brandon's character? Uh, he plays this, uh, a character named Stitches who's also a clown. Okay. And he's a little bit more wicked at it than I am. He can, he can do the laugh. He can do like the, you know, this very, you know, creepy laugh. And he does a voice with it and he hunches his back over and, 
he chases 10-year-old kids across the street. Nice. Okay. It's I may have to come go through this. Yeah, you do. You yeah. really need to. Um, so, want to talk about film, your films? I uh, want to talk about films that are out. Uh, anything regarding film? Well, e- let's just talk about film in general. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the new Star Wars trailer. Yeah, we need to. I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of getting excited now. I mean, it was really kind of hard to say I was going to be excited for this movie for a long time after the aftermath of Last Jedi and the, the disappointment that it was. I was really insisting that I wasn't going to go see it, mm-hmm. but this trailer really did kind of sell me on it. And I think J.J. Abrams kind of figured that out about a lot of people that he really needed to step up the game <coughs> with this trailer. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the most interesting aspect of this trailer is that, you know, you don't really know what's going on. There's so many different things that they're showing. They're not really showing a concise plot. They're just showing, you know, clips of stuff happening. Right. And Which is the point of a trailer, to not give away the, the ending. What if uh, this, I was mentioning this with, uh, with Garrett. Uh, what if uh, what if it's like all we've seen in the trailer is like the first fifteen to twenty minutes of the movie? That's like they did with Avengers, you know. Yeah, and that so could be interesting. That would be kind of fun to, and then you have all I this did, other stuff that happens. Yeah, I could easily see the uh, <coughs> the Star Destroyers rising up. I could easily see that being the first shot right after the crawl, mm-hmm. or well, of course after the pan down and right. Yeah, but I could easily see that being one of the first scenes. Puts us right into the middle of a battle or yeah. something. Which has been a while since the Star Wars movies. That's, that's a lie. Last Jedi did it. But uh, Revenge of the Sith probably did it the best. With yeah. throwing us right into that that last battle. With um, There are horses, or whatever animals they are, riding on the deck of a Star Destroyer. Yeah. So this has to be in atmosphere. Yeah, it's really high up there, too. That's you not going to end well if they don't get off that pretty quickly. Yeah, and those Star Destroyers are going somewhere. I mean, I, I heard something the other day that those Star Destroyers are going to, those are Imperial class from the original trilogy, Right. that they're going to destroy the First Order Star Destroyers so that the, the Empire is going to overthrow the First Order since you now the Rebellion is so weak, since there's so little of them, mm-hmm. that the Empire could easily just topple the First Order and say, this is us now, and take control. But why not just, why topple them? Why not just bring them in? Because they're, they're troopers and everything else, you know? It, it to be possible they had different ide- ideologies. I would really have to, you know, listen to what Snoke says and listen to what, you know, the Emperor thinks. I mean, they're kind of along the same lines, but still it's like the Empire was about absolute control. They wanted control over everything. And I don't know if they made that clear with the First Order or not. Did Dominic Gleeson's character die in the last one? I don't remember. He's, okay. I don't like him as a character, though. I, they need to get rid of him. So, I mean, if... if uh you know, he's this maniacal kind of guy trying to rise up in the ranks and, you know, do something. I can see the Emperor going, no, nah, you know, and kind of yeah. obliterating him. But I don't know. Yeah, they're going somewhere yeah. with horses on them and riders. <laughs> Richard E. Grant, he uh, he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor last year. He's supposed to be in a movie as a character called General Pride. Mm-hmm. But they haven't shown any images of him or anything. But I feel like he's going to be um, Gleason's character superior. And they, okay. Pride is going to kill uh, that that Gleason character. I gotcha. can't remember his name, the Gleason. Yeah. Um, uh, General Hux. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so, 
yeah. What else? What did you like about the trailer? Um, Where do you think they're going with it? What all the questions? There's just yeah, it just showed so much. You know, like I I don't think Three PO's gonna die. I think they're gonna go kind of like the solo route where they upload his consciousness into something to right. to get information. But it's JJ Abrams, so we always like to misdirect people. Or 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 they're looking for something in his memory recesses that would give them information about something or they're uploading him to all those star destroyers to kind of overtake them and kind of be this kind of so he can control them or something star destroyer demolition derby yeah oh that'd be kind of fun yeah turn them against themselves um or he's the he's controlling all of the rebel ships maybe there was a battle droid in the background of that shot where C-3PO says, uh, um, I'm looking at my friends or something mm-hmm. like that. There's a battle yeah. droid that's out of focus. Right. Maybe he's getting into their systems to activate them to maybe maybe kind of view some against the Empire or something because uh-huh. yeah. it's been said over and over again by Abrams that they're all something from all the previous eight movies is going to have a place in the story somewhere to right. wrap things up. Misa Jaja Binks. Oh, no. Don't. <laughs> Yeah, that would uh, Star Wars would not end well if they brought back Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I mean, uh, George Lucas once said that Jar Jar is the key to all of this. I no, I just don't. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, there was a report. There was a book that came out recently, uh, written by Bob Iger, that was talking about how uh, George Lucas wasn't really happy with what these two movies were doing at the time last Jedi and Force Awakens had come out and that uh, Lucasfilm had been sold strips or had, you know, they, they did, Lucas gave the strips to Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy to use mm-hmm. and they didn't use a single one of them yep. and Lucas was really upset when he found out about it. He shouldn't have sold his company. Well, Disney owns everything now. They're the, they own Fox, they own Marvel, they own uh, The World by Tomorrow. I think Something like that, I would guess. <laughs> yeah. Everything with mouse ears. Um, Tomorrow, Donald Trump's going to come on the air. He's going to have a Mickey Mouse ears on, right? Yep. Disney owns the White House. Um, so if you had to guess, where do you think? Where what do you, you think is going to happen? Uh, I don't know. I think Kylo is going to turn back to the dirt side before... The second act is over, I'm sure of it. Because he's never been quite bad. And then again, he's never been good either. But, like, there was... He was full on in full-on rage mode by the end of The Last Jedi when Luke showed up. Mm-hmm. But there was just... Uh, there's something to me about Kylo that just says, you know what, I'm going back over here because I just... I don't like the way that you... I don't like the way that we do things over here. And Ray, Ray might be right about the fact that, you know, there was still some light left in him. It's just an, it's just got to be the right thing that pulls him back over. Do you think Ray's going to turn to the dark side, or do you think that whole scene in that trailer is? Uh, it's probably just a dream. I'm sure of it. Dream revision, kind of like Luke had of Vader's head and his face in it. Yeah, the helmet. Um. Hmm. Other than the little droid that's with BB-8, I haven't seen any cute little characters, so that's a good thing. I think there's a little thing that's like uh, working on C-3PO. He's plugged in oh, little yeah, wires. Oh yeah, he's the little engineer guy. But nothing like, you know, yeah. what was it, the Pogs or Pogwalkers Pog uh, or that? Just kick them, boom. Chewy <laughs> ate. <laughs> um, hmm. 
what else? I, I think um, I was sharing this with Garrett that it would be a, a huge. Uh, so did you listen to that podcast? Yeah, I listened. Okay. Uh, if <laughs> Kylo and, on my way home yesterday, Kylo and uh, and Ray, you know, kill the Emperor and both turn to the dark side and start ruling the galaxy <laughs> as husband and wife. That that sounds like <clears throat> the way that uh, you know SNL would end it. Like, right. it sounds like the way SNL would parry it or something. So I was thinking about this the other day. What if? Everything happens. Big climax, huge explosion, and you hear this rattling around, and all of a sudden it goes back to Tatooine, and Luke is sitting there after uh, oh, um, he's rattled around R2's. He, he's, he's trying to work on it to like show the, show the rest of the vision, and Luke's just sitting there in amazement going, and, you, and then you see that kind of explosion you know, that's being projected, yeah. as like, and he's like, wow. That's a cool story. <laughs> all right, let's go get these droids ready. You know, and that's it. You know, yeah. it's like that. It was all just like this big play thing that R two projected. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be the most evil thing that R two could ever do. I know. Oh. Well, you know, it'd just be kind of fun. Like he he Luke's been sitting there this whole time. None of this is real. It's just kind of him being able to tell this story. Yeah, that would be Christopher Nolan's way of ending it for sure. Oh, I don't think so. I think that's uh, what was the. There was an eighties cliffhanger show or the last season was it bob newhart i forget he wakes up and everything's been a dream and like all the fans are like no there was oh man what show was that was it lost no, no. but there was a version of uh breaking bad the last episode where the, the shot and ending where uh brian cranston wakes up in bed with jane cast because they were co stars on malcolm in the middle that was a spoof yes yeah and that was one of the alternate endings right. they shot of <clears throat> them you know like it was just uh I've seen all the Malcolm in the Middle episodes a million times. I love that show. Right. But it was Hal having a bad dream about <laughs> being a Mac truck. And That's funny. Yeah. Um, what show was that? It might have been Bob Newhart. Now that I, it sounds familiar. Yeah. But that would be hilarious if it was. <laughs> I think it'll all end and, you know, it'll kind of end probably like um, A New Hope with some people getting on awards and there will be, um, you know, like after uh, Return of the Jedi, after uh, Lucas went back and added this stuff and there was the big celebrations yeah. all over the universe and the galaxy and all this stuff. Yeah, those um, shots <clears throat> were always really, uh, um, as someone who saw the prequels first, I think, I watched the prequels more than I watched the originals when I was younger. When I um, when I I watched that part of Return of the Jedi, there's a pan over shot, and you see the Jedi Temple and uh, um, the Senate building. You could just kind of feel like the emptiness of the Jedi Temple because there's been nobody in there in you know 25 years. You can just kind of feel that hanging over it, and it was just like that was a really brave move to put that in there. Mm -hmm. Or so, some people would disagree. Um, did Coruscant is Coruscant still around? As far as we know. Okay. And it didn't get blown up. Okay. Because uh, that's where the Jedi Temple is. Um, and the uh, the Emperor's uh, throne is actual sketches from Ralph the original McCrory. Star Wars. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I don't know that that's on that Death Star pieces that's fallen into the ocean. I think that's going to be somewhere else. You should look for this book. It's called <coughs> the, um, the Annotated Screenplays. It's all three of the original screenplays with commentaries like written next to them. Uh -huh. 
um, from Irving Kirstner and George Lucas about where the story was originally going to go and about what really happened. Huh. And uh, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Luke Skywalker was called Luke Starkiller for a long time. Yep. And uh, it was going to be called something like The Journey of the Wills, something like that. And it was a lot of different things that Lucas changed that turned into the, the movie that we know today, movies that we know today. I really think um, they should have saved the ending of Last Jedi, of the, the little kid telling the story about Luke Skywalker. They should have saved that for this one because that would have been such a bittersweet way to end this movie. Because it's just such a cool idea, you know, that seeing it, you know, that Luke Skywalker and Han Solo had an impact on, you know, these kids that are on the other side of the galaxy. Right. Because, you know, like um, Ray says in The Force Awakens, you know, like, you're Han Solo and, you know, you're, you're this famous person and Finn knows him for being something else. And it's just like, right. that was one of my favorite parts of The Force Awakens, seeing how, you know, these younger characters knew, you know, the, the characters from the old days. And yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't ever read the comics, but um, apparently there's a, a series of, of comics where like reinforcements come in from other worlds or galaxies or something like alternate dimensions. I don't know if they do that. I can hear the end day music right now of the uh, portals open. Yeah. Right. Um, but that, that wasn't there one though that Darth Vader comes back um, and kind of like in that portal he, from a different world or galaxy or was he, was he, he came back as a force ghost or I forget. <coughs> Cause he looks because he looks different. Yeah, there, there's a there's been some talks that Hayden Christensen was on the set for episode nine. Like oh, it's, it was, it's in the rumor mill right now, of course. But uh, there's been talks about him being on set, and you know, there's been lines over and over again in this movie about how you know, I'll be you know these you know strike me down, and I'll be more possible than you can probably imagine. And I think that to be maybe Anakin is going to come back and help somehow. I. Watched um, a, um, oh shoot, like it was, I don't think it was New Rock Stars, but I was watching a YouTube uh, channel theory thing about how the, the three force ghosts could come and show up and try to help Kylo and Rey defeat the Emperor, like Yoda, yeah. Obi-Wan, and, um, and uh, who's the, not, uh, Anakin, not Anakin, but um, Luke. Luke. Yeah. They come and try to help uh, them. And the emperor just kind of weighs lace to all ways, lays lays <laughs> lays ways to all of them, and uh, is going to try to um, get into Kylo Ren's body, like he's yeah. going to possess his body, and uh, Anakin steps through like the portal or the comes in as a force ghost, and they have like this epic uh, lightsaber battle. Yeah, that's one, just one theory, but. Um, so one of the things we learned about the force ghost in the last Jedi was, um, they can make contact with people. Remember when Yoda's sitting there and he taps mm-hmm. Luke with the cane? Yep. That's, I think that was a hint toward this one, you know, like that something is going to happen mm. that you know that maybe Luke is going to come back and find a way to transcend. We've never seen, uh, you know, you strike me down and become more powerful other than him talking to Luke in his head. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, you're just guiding him. Okay. Big deal. How does that make you more powerful? Yeah. Um, I've been taking a script class uh, this semester, and um, we talked about a little bit about Star Wars, and Obi-Wan was a character that, if you're talking about the hero's journey, he's a character called the Catalyst. He's um, he's basically there to help Luke Skywalker 
get to the next thing and that to be also be um uh morgan freeman and the batman movies it to be you know it's just like it's such an interesting concept and as i really want to look into that whole joseph campbell thing more i, I never really read much about him but yeah i wonder if we'll i wonder if if abrams would go into the like the the ghost realm and kind of show us what the force ghost sees kind of like a alternate reality or not alternate reality, but like another world where the force ghosts are meeting and they're they're kind of seeing what the emperor is kind of plotting and planning and all this and they can kind of see everything and they can kind of figure out how to de- how to destroy him or how to defeat him um that'd be kind of fun to go into yeah. like their realm sort of like uh in lord of the rings where you got to see what the uh ring wraiths yeah. saw you know from their perspective yeah that'd be kind of fun or when uh I guess when Frodo put on the ring and uh, he could see the ring rates. Oh, kind of like in, uh, what is it? It's Harry Potter when he gets uh, killed, so to speak, at the end of Deathly Hallows and he's in the, the, the train station with Dumbledore. Kind of yeah. like something like that almost. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun. be interesting to see. Hope we're not getting our hopes up. Yeah. I mean, that's where... That's where it went wrong with so many people for Last Jedi because they just had this big expectation of it being, you know, better than the Empire Strikes Back. And like I remember the day that it came out, and like I made the mistake of checking Rotten Tomatoes first thing in the morning and seeing the the audience score, and I was just like, "Why did I do that?" And I just what was it? It was like I remember it being at like sixty three percent when I looked at it. Like that image is like in my head now because I made that was the biggest mistake I made all day. Among other things that I, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then, like, it was just, like, I was kind of scared going into the movie because, like, I really hope I come out liking it, you know? Yeah. And and uh, it was really funny because my dad lost our tickets that day. Oh, no. And we had to sit in the handicap seats. We knew right where we our seats were. I knew where they were, but we didn't know if they were the right ones, so we had to sit in the handicap seats right above. And we just ended up staying there the whole movie, and we had, like, a center shot of the screen. And Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, these movies, this story has been since my childhood. Yeah. So four, five, six, and then they did the prequels, which were, you know, they were okay yeah. for the time. And, um, <clears throat> have you and watched Clone Wars yet? Clone Wars. I've, I've started it and stopped it, uh, a few times. I just haven't gone all the way through that. And, uh, what was the other one? Uh, the rebels. It's not rebels. as good as. Clone Wars. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm just hoping that my my only complaint is that, you know, J.J. Abrams played it safe with, um, oh, shoot, I get them mixed up. What was the first one he did? The Force Awakens. Force Awakens. And it was A New Hope Revisited. Yeah. And I don't want this one to be Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I... It was really hard for me to really spot anything that looked Return of the Jedi like in this trailer. Like, I mean, maybe other than that planet that she's running across at the beginning, I mean, which might be the same planet from Force Awakens. Where it's the, like Endor. I mean, the helmet that she that drops at the very very beginning looks like one of the helmets that they used on the speeder bikes. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, I you got I, the Emperor, you got the Death Star. <laughs> it's like, come on. I've seen Jedi more than any of them, and I never like some some somebody had to tell me the other day that the that it wasn't actually Endor that they're on in that movie. It's the moon of Endor, 
Right. And people kept saying the Death Star's on Endor, and I'm just like, dude, look at it. There's no forest around. And uh, and it's like, yeah, because it's not actually Endor. It's a moon of Endor. They're all moons of Endor. Right. Or unless that's the actual Endor itself, which is a really cool looking, it might be a really cool looking planet. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, Endor itself yeah. could have the oceans and the yeah. forest and everything and the desert. But I don't know if that, I don't think that's Tatooine that they're on that shows them. That, it's uh, a planet called Pasana. Pasana, that's it. So they're going to be jet setting around to different planets. Yeah, I just yeah I just hope it's like for good reason because it just like there was a there was an entire subplot in the Last Jedi that was just like it really didn't need to happen. Which which one was that? It's the one with Finn and Rose. I just I didn't <laughs> exactly. It just I <coughs> fell asleep watching it every time I saw it, and it just like it's they could have caught about five minutes from that that chase scene. Yep, and I agree. And it's just like some of the creatures, they look like they came right out of the Muppet show. Yeah. And there's there's deleted scenes for that for that sequence, by the way, that you can see on the DVD that add probably an additional five minutes to it. Yeah, but we don't need subplots. We need Star Wars. Yeah. We need wars, fighting, lightsabers, yeah. blasters, creatures. Because if you looked at The Last Jedi itself, if you cut out all the, you know, the resistance stuff... The entire Luke and Ray and Kylo and Snoke plot is incredible. Yeah. And it, it would have been really interesting had they, um, we left the resistance with their subplot and then we caught up with them with them in the middle instead of cutting back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then we caught up with them on the planet at the end for that final confrontation. But I don't think it would have had the same emotional impact. Right. Because the emotional impact was there was nobody left. I mean, there was like, what, 10 people left on the Millennium Falcon at the end? And right. we didn't see that happening. No. Yeah. How do you think they're going to... Uh, ex- uh, what do you think they're going to do with Carrie Fisher's character? Uh, I think she's going to die early on, honestly. And I think that's what's going to bring Lando into this. That, you know, that Lando is going to find out somehow that, you know, that you know two of his closest friends are gone. Maybe three because of Luke now. Okay. And he's going to try and be of help to the resist- resistance and, and yeah, okay. from whatever gambling thing he's doing now. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know if they'll actually kill her off in the film or if she's just going to be, they're going to show her and she's going to like kind of be operating things from behind the scenes, like, you know, sending battleships out yeah. and going to different parts of the galaxies to, to rally support and help and stuff like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what. It would be really funny if they had a Rocky Four style montage of them doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else you got? Uh, let's see. I was uh, I was planning to go see JoJo uh, um, Rabbit this weekend. Oh, yeah. I want to see that. Yeah, it looks really, really funny. Mm-hmm. But you know, I heard I heard the credits aren't too fond of it because Hitler is the character in it. Yeah. But it's Taika Waititi, and uh, he's a genius. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's the kid's idea of what Hitler. Yeah. yeah it's it's not a, really Hitler. Hitler is his imaginary friend. Right. And that's that's a that's a Mel Brooks idea. I feel like like Mel Brooks kind of like walked into a room, said to Taika Waititi, "Make Hitler this kid's imaginary friend," and gave right. him the entire movie there. Yeah, it looks funny. I'd like to go see it. Yeah. Not to make light of Hitler, or yeah. that. but I think they, as from uh, everything I've read, they actually show like soldiers coming back and and, yeah. and them kind of looking worn and tattered and you know bloodied 
you know, so it, it, there is an adult perspective to this movie that's not this glorification of, of Hitler and the Third Reich and all that, that it, it actually shows the seriousness of that, yeah. but through this kid's lens, you know, so. Yeah, um, there's another movie that's, been, oh, what was it? I'm really, really excited for um, um, You Are My Neighbor or whatever it's called, the Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it got a lot of great reviews from Toronto which one of my professors was at, actually. He was presenting his own film that he directed there. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't get to meet Tom Hanks or see any of, it, see any of those guys or anything like that. But um, um, that film was premiering a few blocks away from where his own film was premiering. So they were happening on the same night. And the Joker, the Joker premiered on that exact same night, too. So there was like three different premieres happening that night. Nice. Have you seen Joker? Yeah. Have I, you? I have not. I need to. I, I saw it. I took my niece to see it opening night. Uh, she was hiding her eyes half the time. <laughs> no, not the eight-year-old niece, by the way. It's the fifteen-year-old. She was. Uh, it was. It was really disturbing, to say the least, for her. I think. Uh, I was just sitting there with the, you know, my jaw was dropped the entire time. The, not just because of you know watching Phoenix's performance, because there, there's things that happened in that movie that were just like, wow, that's that's really risky having that in the movie. Really? Yeah. So should I wait and? No, just go rent, watch it. Rent yeah. it. Don't, don't see it in the theater, you know. It's don't a, or do? Do it. It's do like, it. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's rated R for a reason. Yeah. And uh, we didn't actually see any tops at the theater, which is surprising. Because there was like a whole thing about how all the tops were going to be at the movie theaters. Oh, and, yeah. Um, but I will say this much, that they uh, they weren't showing it in Aurora that weekend. Uh, and there was no theater that had it down there. Yeah. And uh, that was a pretty... Good move, I think, yeah. to avoid showing it down there right. in light of what's happened. And Are you working on any films? Uh, yeah, I'm working on my final right now. Um, I started writing a script last night. One of uh, one of the actors I'm working with, The Haunted House, is going to try and do it for me, play okay. the lead. Um, and it's really exciting because this time I'm going to be able to have, you know, like, we did, no, we got, uh, we got boom mics for this one, and we got... Uh, with that 80, you know, assistant camera, I'll have an assistant camera person to help me out with recording so I can focus on the directing. And we got a slate, too. We got the yep. clapperboard, which is really satisfying to clap. Once <laughs> you got it, in your, you know, just like, you just want to say action and click the thing over and over again. And and I got, to, I got to do it on Thursday for about three hours, actually. We did a we did an exercise in the class where we took a scene from the Truman Show. And we kind of made it, made it our own. We kind of made our own meaning for it. And then we reshot that scene at our in our studio at the school, and we had like everybody was assigned to a different position. And I was a, uh, I was first first AC first assistant camera person, and uh, um, I was the prop master. Okay. So when you graduate, what do you hope to do? Uh, find some way and get my foot in the door somehow. I there's so many ways to do it now that it's just, you know, I'd. I mean, Dis you know, Disney has internships, and all these big companies have internships, and there's also, uh, you know, just traveling uh, the film festival circuit, making stuff, traveling the, the festival circuit, and kind of making their way up that way. And but yeah, there's just it's it's two years away right now. It's yeah. a it's, it's a lot to think about, but I'm sure towards the end, um, they'll start asking us that question about what we want to do, mm -hmm. what kind of like 
you know, what they do here or, or in high school about where we want to go next. And they'll probably, based on the people that work there, might be able to make some calls and stuff and start getting us some places. And yeah, I would like to go to London, you know, because uh, they got a really good short film industry out there. Oh, fun. And that'd be fun to be out there and do that stuff. And at the same time, I want to take a little break after that. I've been, for years now, I've been wanting to go to New Zealand. And I want to start saving up to do that. And there's so many places I want to go right now. I just, I need, I feel like I need to travel right now. <laughs> Are you working uh, uh, job-wise? I work at Freddy's. What's that? It's a steak burgers, custards. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Freddy's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, In Denver? Yes, it's... It's kind of disgusting to say the least. I mean, like I was, I worked at the dishwasher, and now it's somewhat cleaner. But it's just there's just something disgusting about handling meat and just you know handling raw meat, and you know just like there's a weird feeling that comes around it for me. And I'm just there's just so much to do. I mean, there's like four different positions I'm being trained on right now. Like I'm being trained on grill. I'm being trained on the maid position where they put the burger together. And sure. And I think next week I'm being trained on the fry position. Yeah. Man, keep working. Yeah, save save that money so you can go to New Zealand and London and all those places. Yeah, I, I, I work down in Broomfield. I live in Westminster, and I go to Storm Aurora. So there's like three points of you know, kind of like a Ryan's Belt almost. Yeah, so, where I'm kind of all the way up Adams County there, and but I I try not to. Uh, Westminster's not my favorite place. It's like there's something there's some weird, you know, aura that hangs over that city. There's just like. It's a safe city, but it's just like there's something weird that hangs above it. It just kind of makes it weird to be around the streets and whatnot. And hmm, I have a, no idea. Aurora is a really nice city. It's like it's not as ghetto as I thought it would be, just hmm. based on what I saw from my first couple of visits there. Sure. Because uh, we went up, you know, we went up this one street, and we only saw like a, you know, a, you know, a small corner of that city, but there's like a whole other side to it. And I've been, I, I hang out a lot there whenever I can to. A lot of stuff to do down there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all the time we have for today. That does it. Anything, anything else you want to say, or uh, if you could encourage fellow teenagers across the nation? Uh, hey, Derek Brady, finish dumps here for me, please. Do it. I want to see it. <laughs> finish something. Hopefully, he'll uh, he'll listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, well, that's all the time we have today. I want to thank Josh O'Gorman for coming in today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you're back in town, yeah, hit us up. And, uh, yeah, so that'll do it for us today. Uh, thank you for listening to Secondary. We are on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Breaker, Radio Republic. Uh, Spotify. And Spotify, yes. So check us out wherever you listen to all your podcasts, and we're hosted by Anchor. Thanks, guys. <laughs>